want to go live on video but are a bit unsure where to start? Or maybe you already go live a lot but you are scared to sell. Download for free the Live Authentic Storytelling Guide. Six steps to infuse storytelling into your live videos. You'll get practical structure to help you convert your audience from raving fans to loyal customers. Go to www.livestorytellingguide.com and get your free guide today. Okay, my friends, welcome back to the podcast. You are in for a treat today. A beautiful soul is here, and I do mean beautiful on the inside and out. I had the distinct pleasure of watching this woman teach through our friend, Jen Casey. We have a mutual friend who invited us both to teach in a workshop. After I taught, I stayed around to watch because my friend Jen said, you got to watch this woman. She's amazing. And she was right. Juliet C. Aboto is a master hypnotherapist and NLP master practitioner and trainer. Her practice, Forward Institute, designs individual and corporate brain training programs for business, career, and personal mastery. In this episode, you'll learn what hypnosis is and what it can do for you, how hypnosis can be used by anyone, about spiritual hygiene and what happens in the brain to allow shifts to occur. This is the Creative Soulpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Demas. Let's go. Please welcome Juliet to the podcast. Hi. Hi. (laughs) I want to dig in with you about hypnosis. But before we go there, let's back up a bit so my audience can get to know you a little bit so that we can talk about your journey to hypnotherapy, to being an online entrepreneur. Were you born for that? How did it start? You know, it's so funny that you um, asked me that because now that I went to, that kind of like elicited these past memories of when I was entrepreneurial, because with my family, you have to always present your case whenever you wanted something. Like if you wanted to go on the class trip, if, if you wanted a toy, if you wanted more books, like, so it was like, I always had to kind of like sell people on ideas, started with my parents. And then because of allowances and different things that I wanted based on my friend group, I started to think of ways that I could make extra money at a young age. Like I remember like, (laughs) um, if you see the kids selling candy bars um, (laughs) and I was trying to convince my friends to do, I was like, we're so much cuter than that. We could totally sell more. (laughs) Like nine years old and she brings it up. She's like, remember you trying to make us go sell candy bars? (laughs) Penn Station remember that so I've always been thinking of ways to just be independent growing up in a strict household so I always just saw I but now I know I was just seeking freedom um and I saw money as freedom and so as I grew up I became I used that competitive nature in my sports and so I was an athlete in high school and then in college for academics and then in corporate for sales goals. So I actually ended up going to sales after graduating with um, from psych and bio. So I didn't go to med school. I did research for a year, but then I went into sales. And so my competitive nature, the years of practicing, selling people on ideas, and then my research background really helped me have a very successful sales career. 
And because I wanted to get more freedom, which is something I was always seeking, I left corporate to start my businesses in startup funding and an agency for Facebook and mobile sales. So basically we built mobile apps and then we set up a mobile app Facebook funnel for you. And so I was doing really well, but then um, I got burnt out. Uh, because I was still seeking that freedom and I didn't get it from those two businesses. I got money, but I didn't get that freedom. Um, and then I discovered Manifestation of Babe Academy and in it, she had a hypnosis. And I said, I have the money, but I just still don't have that feeling of freedom. I still don't have that. And doing the hypnosis, um, we were able to go back to my childhood to when at that moment where I felt like I needed to spend money on these things and I needed money in order to get recognition, to get friends, to get love. And once I released that need or that idea, I finally got back my freedom. Wow. Okay. There's a lot to unpack there. (laughs) Let's go back to the decision to leave corporate, that steady job that there's, it's interesting because while you say you were searching for freedom, there is a sense of freedom in a weekly paycheck for some people. You're tying freedom to money. So how did you know that it was more than money even then? It's funny that you say, because I worked in sales, so I got a base salary, but then I also got commission. And I lived in New York, so the living expenses were high. So I knew when my company implemented a new commission structure, and I was fine working, I would have stayed there forever. But when they implemented this new commission structure that included churn, so if accounts that you brought on left within a certain number of months, they would take back the commission, no matter how much work you put into getting that account on board. But the issue we had as salespeople was that we didn't have, we couldn't access the account to provide account management, we had to depend on an account manager. So if you got the wrong account manager, your your account would churn and they would take back the money you worked so hard for. And so I, at the time, was running a side business and I said, you know what, I'm making more from this on the side than my full time. And that was helpful to get me out of it. <laughs> yeah, my, my whole, when you said that, my face was like, wait, what? Oh, hail to the no. Hail to the no. Exactly. (laughs) I need, and I needed that kick in the pants for truly like what I wanted. You know, I had to get uncomfortable in order to, to take action. Oh, I love that. You had to get uncomfortable to take action because in comfortability, we don't necessarily feel the need to step outside of the box. We may want everything that's outside of it, but until we are willing to be uncomfortable, we don't really move there. Exactly. Exactly. So um, it was like, yeah, this is it. So it's either this or that. And I said, all right, I think I can make more money doing this. (laughs) So then you did. And so then you started not one, but two companies. Why two? So another issue was that I always had side gigs. Hmm. One of my side gigs was helping small businesses get business funding because my main job was working with small practices. So a lot of times I would tell them, give them different opportunities to get money to get our services. And so when I um, secured this partnership with this funding company, they invited me to 
like work with them a lot more. And so I decided to make it kind of like a agency, a consultancy to help more, not just um, practices, but other small business owners get funding because it's usually you just don't know the requirements. And a lot of people don't know that these options are available to them. And so that helped me because I always have a need to help people. So with this job or with this business, I'm still, I'm able to help people because I did want to become a psychiatrist because I always had, I just always had that need to, for freedom and to help people. And so this particular business helped me do that. And then the mobile app agency with Facebook ads helped me get the money for freedom. So uh-huh. that's why I ended up with two businesses so I could feel like helping people and making that money for the freedom. I so can relate to that because in my background, I was a Broadway producer and director living in New York, fully ensconced in the theater, but I also have this deep desire to help people. And I was a yoga teacher and meditation teacher. And for me, I had to find a way to synthesize that. I had to find a way to bring it together to get that freedom that you're talking about that I so desired internally as well as externally. Yeah, and I couldn't figure out how until like I actually was hypnotized. <laughs> and and I said, once I was hypnotized, I said, I want to offer this to my business funding clients because a lot of times people, I would notice that clients that had all the requirements were overqualified. They wouldn't apply. Yeah. Or they would feel, they would not send me the application in time and they wouldn't get the funding. They're like, see, I didn't get it. I'm like, you... <laughs> you listen to me like why didn't you listen to me it was the questions like why don't why did they listen to me and so I thought it was like my coaching so I thought like oh I need to work on my coaching but then after hypnosis I, and I realized I said no because I I basically had a program where I told you what to do every single day for 50 days you do one simple thing so I, I did everything I possibly could to make this process so simple but they still wouldn't do it. And so that meant that it was a mindset thing. And I said, okay, so if I can incorporate this mental relief in my program, then yeah, then they would actually apply and this business would do well. So when I went, so I decided to get training. I was just going to do the basic training, but I ended up staying the full year. And now I am a master trainer. But when I left, I realized I didn't want to run this business. I just wanted to run my practice because I got the confidence and I knew exactly how I could really help people. Oh, wow. I love that. You didn't even know going in that that's what was going to be the outcome. And merely by finding or looking for a new tool, it became an entirely new path for you. That's beautiful. So I know there's a lot of misconceptions about what hypnosis is and what it's not. So can you tell us what it actually is? So hypnosis is it's really a mental state, a trance state, in which you can really get answers on the reasons why you act a certain way on your behavior and also your beliefs and also your identity. Because a lot of information is not in our minds consciously because it's too much, either too much or we put it away. So hypnosis allows you go, to go into a mental state to get the answers that you need in order to facilitate a change or transformation. So I I have 
had hypnosis before from a therapist who was a psychotherapist and a hypnotherapist. And apparently there are a couple different techniques. There are a few ways in which you can do it. I think there's a relaxation sort of, but then there's another way as well. Can you talk about what those are? Yes. So um, you do have the relaxation techniques. There's also authoritative methods for hypnosis. So this helps with people that deal with PTSD and especially people that were in armed forces or have combat exposure. So that's another way. Ericksonian hypnosis is a way that I, a method that I, I use sometimes. Conversational hypnosis. So that's great for the coaching portion to get your conscious mind on board. And then I also was mentored in a method called transcendental hypnotherapy. So this is a combination of your conscious mind, your subconscious mind, and your supra conscious mind. So it's a little bit more spiritual in that sense and goes into how we hold and store trauma in the body as well. Oh, okay. This is the one that I'm like all like <laughs> about, about talking because you are with, you're with the Wu crew here. Uh, <laughs> and so let's dig into that one a bit, because I think that my audience and I, you can tell I'm, you can tell I'm, I'm all, I'm all about that one. <laughs> You're like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. oh, okay. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, <laughs> So let's say I have some stored trauma, which we all have some various forms of storm trauma within us. How does this process work and what does, what does it do? This way. So when, when we, when I bring you into that state of trance and we're able to discover the mental memory, we're able to take that memory and make it physical. So we not only take it from your mind, but we pull it out from your body as well. And then we're, we are up in the space of your mind. And then all this memory that the memory and the physical memory combine into either energy or an object. And then you're able to actually go through the process of crushing or removing that belief or that emotion or that memory. Mm. And so not only is your mind involved, but your body is involved in it. Yeah, because we store so much energy in our body, right? Mm -hmm. We store the trauma in the body in a place and it gets stuck, which causes dis-ease in the body. So this is, it sounds like, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like an amazing tool to help release that stored energy. Yeah, 100%. Um, So it's the combination of the logical the unearthed memories, and then the energy. So you're able to get this full release. Mm. So not only do you sense it, you not only do you feel it, you sense it. And then we change that voice in the back of your head into your ally. Oh, I love that. We change the voice in the back of your head to your ally. And I also like that it is transcending in, in all the layers of the self. That it's not just one part, because I think we have a tendency to fix, quote unquote, one part, and we forget about the others. And so by really tapping in both the physical, well, not just both, tapping into the physical, the mental, and the emotional and sphere, you're able to really, as you said, crush it. Exactly. Yeah. Crush it and remove it. And in that same act you're separating it from yourself. Mm -hmm. You realize that it was not 
you. So that helps you identity wise as well. You are not your trauma. Exactly. Now, can anyone be hypnotized or are there people that are just like, I can't, this is not going to happen. I'm not going to relax enough because I know there's people out there that are thinking this all sounds really great, but I know (laughs) that that can't happen for me. Yeah. Yeah. So I've trained in different types of hypnosis. So based on the intake form, I'm able to get an idea of the type of hypnosis that works for you because we're so used to just relaxation techniques. But um, most of my clients are highly analytical, and they also have been diagnosed with ADD and ADHD. Mm. And they also most likely suffer from racial or identity-based trauma. It's real. We, we have to go deeper, and we have to get to, there's this protective, super protect. So not only do you have a lot of noise, but then you have this, so it's like I get through the barbed wire, but then there's a steel wall <laughs> there because you put that in place to protect you. So then we have to get through that as well. A one-on-one session is super customized to you. So oftentimes I will use three different types of hypnosis methods in one session. So all of you high performers out there, all of you LGBTQ brothers and sisters, all of you people of color, take a big listen right now. Because I know that so many of us have this feeling within us that we can't relax enough. You know, I hear that a lot. And so to hear you say There's multiple ways to reach. I think that's really inspiring. It's so interesting because if you are from a community or you have an identity that has been subject to oppression, there is even no matter how successful you are, because I do have celebrity clients, it's so wild that they do certain things or they take the long way or the more difficult road so no one can take away the feeling of success. They feel like they always have to earn it. They always have to do some, the extra work in order to feel worthy and also to show other people that they earned the right to feel this. Amen. I think you're speaking the story of my life. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's like you always, you're forced, you force yourself to be exceptional just to get basic recognition. That was sort of my entire, the entire drive of my life was to be exceptional so that, so that until I finally hit a point where I was about 40 years old, until about 10 years ago, when I finally had this moment of, oh, okay, I don't need to prove anything anymore. I am, period, period. And that is, you know, revolutionary, but I love this idea of using hypnosis to get there. Talk to me about the brain itself and how, how does it work in the brain? How do, what, what happens in the brain that allows this to, to shift? Great question. Because so when I received my certification in hypnosis and, and I'm from my psychology background, because that's why I studied in undergrad. And so now I'm actually getting my graduate school degree because my, my PhD, because I want it not to prove to anyone that I should <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Because people ask me, I'm like, oh, I'll get it in like 2026 or 2027. They're like, why so long? I was like, because I can. I want to get it, but there's no rush. I'm, I'm running my practice. I'm doing what I want. And the reason why I'm doing it is so I can provide more, not to prove myself to be more. But it's so exciting because we know the theory of the mind, you know, the conscious mind and the subconscious mind. And now we understand the super conscious, the collective 
and this is also just in case you're someone that's um, afraid to put their ideas out there, you better go into action and put your ideas out there, especially this year and next year moving forward, because we are very, very connected right now. So if you're thinking of this great idea, someone else is thinking about it. So whoever hits goes first, pulls the trigger first is the winner. So get into action because ideas are really connected right now. And so you have that connection. But then now that I'm learning more about the neuroscience and how our emotions, so our emotions are linked to our neurotransmitters that create the neurochemicals, like the dopamine, serotonin, all that. And so as someone that was diagnosed with ADHD, I naturally, my brain just has lower levels of dopamine. It wasn't anything about me. It's not personal. It's just chemistry, you know? And so knowing that, understanding that the things that I can do to increase my levels of dopamine and then keeping it at a certain rate with hypnotherapy, that makes it less likely for me to do, to get unhealthy coping mechanisms or shift my attention to different projects and do all that stuff versus just trying to increase my dopamine levels with my medication. So I'm able to really get to not the true root of the issue biologically and spiritually and emotionally. I love, love, love that because I, you know, I know so many people out there with ADD, ADHD, and they just feel helpless. They feel that they are just stuck to medication and that's it. Like there's nothing else out there for them. So to hear that is really powerful. Yeah. And, and then it's customized because with, with clinical trials and medication, you have to think about profit. Yeah. So you're going to, so, you know, there are seven d- different types and there may, may be more different types of ADHD. Mm-hmm. So, and a lot of the medication is geared to just one or two specific types. So you're, you might have a particular type of ADHD and you're taking medication that might not really align with it. So when you're able to customize your brain and really understand how your mind works, not only does that give you back your power, but also shows you that you are, you're like couture. (laughs) You have a couture brain. (laughs) (laughs) Truly one of a kind. (laughs) One of a kind. (laughs) You know, so it's like you could really customize and create your own brain manual. I love this, that you just said we're one of a kind, which leads me to sort of the spiritual aspect of this, that we are all one of a kind, and yet we are all one, right? It's it's that the paradox, that duality of the individual and the collective. Talk to me about spiritual hygiene. What does that mean to you? Yeah, so with spiritual hygiene, it's it's important that you understand that it's not really even about just karma. But it's like you, how do you feel when you do these acts that cause others pain in any way? It may be an unhealthy coping mechanism because of those neurochemicals that might give you a dopamine rush just because of your your trauma, um, just to take it out on someone else. But spiritually, you age. Spiritually, it takes something away from you. And one thing that you notice when you shift your identity, you shift your methods and how you treat people and how you, and you see how you're truly connected, you're less likely to join a mob. You're less likely to also feel like a victim Mm. because you see that it's not really about you, that it's about them. And so that helps you also be able to kind of 
distance yourself away from that that field that they're trying to send you. So for me, as a Black woman in America, like last week, seeing what happened in the Capitol, a lot of people were feeling like if it were Black people, we were being massacred, if we were this. And it's like, but we didn't do that. It wasn't us. Yes, that would be the case, but it didn't happen. So we're so used to, even if it doesn't happen to us, even if we if it didn't happen, we still feel that pain as if it would have, ha- if it did happen, then this is how I would feel. So we're so used to feeling a certain way that we'll, even when it doesn't happen, we'll create the story in our minds. So then we feel that way. And so I was, I was like, yeah, that would have happened. But I'm like, wait, wait, but it didn't wait. It did not happen. It didn't happen. Why are we going into that possible future physically, emotionally, and spiritually? And I'm like, oh, that that was truly a psychological and spiritual attack. Because even though you didn't do it and it didn't happen, you're still feeling the effects. So understanding that, I was able to take my energy back and restore myself because it didn't happen. That didn't happen. And that's a testament to the work that you've done. Yeah. You know, on the way in which your brain processes on the way in which you handle things emotionally and on your understanding and grasp of the spiritual self and the larger picture. Yeah. And so that's something that I really feel like, and then also with my work, with my anti-racist work and my intuitive inclusivity work, I, I really focus on helping people of all backgrounds because it, we can't work with just one part of the collective. It has to be a full measure if we all want to rise. And then it also has to be multi-layered with information and ways so people can reconnect on a spiritual level. Because you may not be a certain demographic, but that is really just our biology. And the demographic is created by our society and our structure. But who is society and what is the structure made out of? Us. So if we change us, we can then change the system, change structure, and change society. Mm. Yes, and more yes to that, for certain. So if somebody's out there and they're listening, and they say, I hear you, I hear what you're saying, I'm just not sure how to implement it, how do they start? So it all starts with you, because if you are sad, tired, anxious, angry, how can you help anyone? You have to start with yourself. You have to give yourself the love that people are requesting from you first. And so then you're able to pour from a full cup versus an empty cup. And that truly is spiritual hygiene because you're taking care of the self in order to serve the collective. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, it is a beautiful thing. And and so it really has um, shown me, too, how science and spirituality are really one. It's like you really can't just have one without the other. And it's all connected. So when when people ask me about their personal development or their spiritual development, I say it's both physical development, emotional, all of it. So, like, where should I start all of it? <laughs> take the tiny steps in each area so that you can feel the full effect. Don't just focus on one area, 
focus on tiny steps in each area of your life and they will really see and feel the shifts because if you go hard physically but you're like neglecting your emotional needs your spiritual needs you're just like left sad with abs (laughs) 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 I'm like thanks with my abs but I'm still (laughs) sad That is so true, which is why I'm laughing. I, and, and I love that. I love that you're saying little steps in each area. And I would add to that consistently. Yes. You know, because I think that a lot of my clients, I've experienced with some of my, not a lot, but some of my clients, that they'll go all, they'll go all in, and then they'll drop off, or they'll do a little of this, and then a little of that, and a little. And it's when they choose to take these small steps, but do them every single day, when they create that habit dare I say that we see this long lasting sustainability and therefore long term change exactly and and then when you're consistent you you just kind of it kind of snowballs and so it it like just makes the success and makes the shifts like even faster and there's always like that that moment what is it um the tipping point Mm -hmm. and and then imagine that tipping point all areas of your life at once whoa it's like whoa and then imagine the tipping point for us collectively. Yes. Oh, I can't wait. It, I feel like it, it's starting. Like, so now it's, it's re- this year is rebuilding. So if you're someone that you're like so drained from last year and you don't know what you're doing this year, so this year is a year of, of innovation. It's a year of experimentation. It's a year of rebuilding and a better and solid foundation. So no matter what the future brings, you'll be prepared and you'll be okay. Yeah. Preach. Preach. <laughs> yeah, I uh, could not agree more with that. If you have the solid foundation, then nothing that comes your way can shift you, ultimately. Yeah. So there's one more area that I would love to discuss with you because I know that you know a lot about it. And so does our friend, our mutual friend, Jen Casey, who hooked us up. <laughs> That's NLP. Talk to me about neuro-linguistics programming and how that is connected with hypnosis? Yeah, so when when you're creating your suggestions that you're going to basically release a certain belief, you have to replace it with more empowering belief because your subconscious mind wants to serve you. So it's like you tell it, okay, so don't do that anymore. And so that leaves the opening. So like it's going to look for, understand, so or the next step. So it's like, what do we do next? And so with NLP, you're able to create the right sentence or the right set of instructions that your particular brain and how you think works so that it receives it quickly and it holds on to that tightly. So imagine if someone told you every day in, in a, basically the perfect way that you were amazing. Nothing that anyone says or anything that happens would really affect you that deeply anymore because you're holding on to this new belief and holding on and it's perfectly framed that it is the pinnacle of everything else that you do. Hmm. Let's say you're, you're fearful of NLP because you're worried about manipulation. I hear this a lot about, about NLP. What do you say to somebody who says, I'm worried about the manipulation aspect? Okay, so if you are worried about that, then you shouldn't be because you've been manipulated all these years. 
if you actually work with me, you'll be able to identify it easily versus continuing to be under that, that, that manipulation. That's what, so it's like, I'm actually showing you the ways that people have been manipulating you over the years. So that now you can prevent true manipulation in the future. I couldn't agree with you more because the more you know about it, the less you're able to actually be manipulated. Exactly. And if you see that, and then you, if you understand too, how people can manipulate you specifically, you can put protections in place. Oh, that's so good because we all have our, you know, the spot that we don't see, the blind spot. Mm -hmm. And when you begin to learn those, then you can't be manipulated anymore with them. Exactly. Like I used to, like a great way to get me to do something that I didn't want to do was really to kind of say that I was lazy or that I probably wouldn't be successful at it anyway. Mm -hmm. So I would end up in situations or doing things basically to prove the person wrong. Like, for example, waking up early. Like in my family, they would send to the group chat like, oh, is she sleeping? It's it's um, it's 7 a.m., 8 a.m. Oh, like, wow, you're awake? And that used to bother me. But then, so I would wake up early and I'd be tired and grouchy. So then I'm like, wait, why do I care? Who's paying my bills? Oh, me? <laughs> okay, so whose opinion matters? Oh, mine. Okay. So now I wake up at um, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, whenever I want. Like, it's... And I, and it helped me too in my practice because I have clients that would say, oh, I, I need to stop waking up at this time. And I said, and would say, why do you have meetings? Is there some things that you have to do at that time? No, just, you know, I would do like my morning routine. That's it. That's the motive. That's why you're not waking up. That's the only motivation that you have, but that's the only reason why. So why don't you sleep? And then you can remain productive without feeling guilt through the rest of the day. So that was just one of my blind spots that I was able to uncover. And with that usage of NLP, uh, with the power sort of a positive reinforcement, then you can be hypnotized to take it to the deeper level of the emotional, spiritual, as well as the mental shift. Exactly. Am I, am I fully understanding this? Yes, yes, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So it really helps. So the combination of NLP and hypnosis helps bring your conscious mind on board with the change because your conscious mind will then to start to really um, filter out the information that it sends to your subconscious because you can still do the subconscious work and your conscious mind will will still take in the same amount of information but your subconscious will just like continue to filter it out but what if your conscious mind just didn't even take that information in at all Mm. it's just like nope and so that would make a very strong secure aligned flow of information and that really creates a stronger reality for you. Oh, I love that. So I know after this, people are going to want to come to you (laughs) to work with you. So where can they reach you? So you can reach me on Instagram at Juliet Ciaboto or on my website, forwardinstitute.com. It's F-W-R-D institute.com. And I have free resources, trainings, that if you want to learn more about hypnosis and the subconscious mind to see how far you can go yourself before booking, um, all of that's available there. Well, I appreciate you being here today, you sharing your knowledge. This is a huge, it's something that I just didn't really fully understand. I had like bits and pieces of, and you helped me 
bring it all together. So thank you for that wisdom. Thank you for that knowledge. Thank you for sharing you with us, most importantly. Oh, you're welcome. Happy to share as much as I can because it changed my life. So if I can get this information in the hands of someone that is like seeking it and really needs it, just like that click, (laughs) happy to do that, especially this year. Especially this year. And as you said, we're moving into a new paradigm and the shift is happening and the tipping point is coming. We're actually already kind of in it. We're tipping to it. So tip to it with Juliet. Thank you so much. Thank you. If you enjoy this podcast, tell your friends, please rate, write us a review and subscribe so we can spread the word and other solopreneurs just like you can find us.